You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio. You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. All magic comes with a price. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to iTunes or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Queen Sugar's Court, the unofficial Queen Sugar podcast, a PoppyChuloRadio.com and iTunes exclusive, PoppyChulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Thursday, July 13th, 2017, and I am your host, Derek Anthony. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of OWNS, Queen Sugar, the colors and the lines. Ooh. Color and outside of the lines with me are two of my favoritest people on the radio. Legionnaire. Hey, 
Howdy. And Chris, Impact Fun. I can't be the only one gagging from Darius' intro. Color in the lines. Literally, <laughs> right. I right. Okay, yes. Go, go right ahead. Keep the colors in the yeah! lines. I try to keep it fresh. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into our recap of Season 2, Episode 5, which was titled Caroling Dust and aired July 12th in the year of our Lord, 2017. Here is the official synopsis of that episode. Charlie's therapist appointment brings to light childhood issues. Nova reunites with Dr. Robert Dubois. Davis meets an intriguing singer. Raph Angel meets an old friend during a high-pressure situation. And Darla finds an unexpected job. So, yeah, you've covered everybody but everybody's favorite, Bollywood. I don't know what's up with that, but we're going to cover it. So, what was everybody's initial reaction to this episode? We will start with you, Legionnaire. I definitely love this episode. And I figured out where I've seen Robert Dubois. So, I'll come to that when we, when we get into our thorough recap. Okay. Uh, Chris and Pat this, this episode had a lot to do with Kenya to some degree you know mm-hmm. I thought about Blue and Kenya I know, Ooh, I know let me tell you I thought about you the entire time I was watching <laughs> right. I, was like, I was like Ava don't you start don't you start don't, don't do it and they, they went there a little bit but we'll get into that and they did it <laughs> yeah I, when I saw this I was like I hope someone is hugging him. Right? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> All in my film. Well, I loved this episode because this episode was about love and relationships and new beginnings and 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 and, and cleansings and just all that good stuff. Mm. Uh, Yes, I I did really enjoy this one. So, before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Queen Sugar, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Follow us on Tumblr, queensugarscourt.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Queen Sugar's Court and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, folks, let's dive into the sugar. It was real sweet. We're going to try not to get diabetes. We're going to try not to get the sugar this week. Too late. Look, hope you succeed. <laughs> Let's start with our sugariest sugar, Atva and Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we all, all, all love the love of a good man. Mm. 
a good man. And what kind of good man is Hollywood? A good, good man. That's a good man. <laughs> That's a good man. I really want to recite something for T.S. Madison, but I don't think it's appropriate for this conversation. So. I, I mean, I'm not sure what is not appropriate these days. I really, I'm not either. <laughs> but it's, it's T.S. <laughs> Madison, so, you know, it, it goes there. But anyway. Okay, so so let me so let me say this as 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 people know, you know, on this cast and as some people out there in cast land are aware, I am a trained professional pastry individual, mm. and there is nothing scarier than putting yourself out there, food wise, mm. to get people to try your wear, so to speak. So I was really really here for this Aunt Vi storyline. Mm. 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 I just want a slice of that pie. Like, I was like, can I? I want, that, ma- I want that maple pecan pie that, he- that had bacon in it. Okay. Let me tell you, because the bitches make I don't, it. Because I don't even do pecan, but I would try that shit. <laughs> I am doing that this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she said it like, yeah, she said, you know, I put a little bacon in or whatever. I was like, you know, you know the commercial with the um, bacon bits with the dogs? Mm-hmm. That was me. Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> bacon and pie? Listen. That's yeah. Awesome. Bacon and pie makes it so much better. <laughs> and as, as, a, as a dutiful man who needs to keep that figure on him, he decided to try each and every as a taste tester. Mm-hmm. And then he sent his woman out into the world with her sweets. And that bitch would not even look up to try. Mm. Ooh. I want to hit her in the throat. <laughs> that hurt my feelings so bad. That hurt my feelings. Mm. And apparently it hurt our vibes too. And that and, 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 and this is what this I mean, as much as Hollywood being there for her, yeah. this is what I absolutely loved about this storyline with her this week. It is really something when you find somebody that you can that you can sit there and say to them, the world hurt my feelings yesterday. Yes. Yes. Because you know that person will never use that information against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. See, that is so. I'm just sitting here right now, like. And when he <laughs> said to her, when he told her, "Everything you want in life, I want it for you just as much." Ooh, I had to turn the TV off. I almost jumped right? on the collar and I, I had, I had, I had to turn the TV off. I had to sit down. I had to have a quiet moment. Cause I was like, <laughs> "Damn." You know, my black ass sitting over here single and alone and shit watching this. <laughs> All of my films. Nobody. Ooh, I, can, I can see that, that, that color ad now. Me <laughs> wants to sit for an hour and watch Queen Sugar and Holy Shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. I was like, oh, you know, this show's clicking mm. to your feelings. Mm. But yeah. Right. If you can bake a maple pie with bacon, it's a plus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a request right there. <laughs> and all I get in response is a penis pic. I didn't ask for that, but I'll take it. 
Oh, so, yes. Oh, I, <sighs> and then you know, I he, I'm sorry. They just they make such a great team together. And when she finally got out, she you know when he finally talked her out of bed. Um, and when he finally talked her out of bed and got her to go someplace else, and he he you know he gave of his services. Okay, well you try her pie, I'll fix your air conditioning. Right. Which I'm very, I applaud him because I'd have made that attempt, you know. And at the end, when it was like, did you fix it, dude? I don't know about that. Right. <laughs> but you ate that pot, okay? <laughs> exactly. But that pot was right. good, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Um, I want to do next Ralph Angel. Darla, Blue, and Kenya. That's a lot. That is a lot. But you know, we, you know, I'm glad you're jumping on this now because this, this is going to take at least it's going to take a moment lot. for me yeah. to express. That was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it was yeah. so many layers to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Upon layers of layers. And you know what's so crazy about it is that, like, once again, you know, I feel like I've been the number one Team Darla fan, you know, and her actions in this episode on a multitude of levels, but especially relating to Blue and Kenya, um, had me a little bit concerned, you know, how, how I feel about her, you know? And, I mean, they kind of resolved it by the end of the episode, but I was still kind of like... Because, you know, I, I noticed something. Um, I want to say, was it episode two or three when they were at the diner? Mm. And uh, it was it was Blue, Ralph, Angel, and Darla, and they had the whole thing with the waiter talking about like, oh, you should get a transformer, like. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I, I, I want to say in that episode, like I noticed, I don't know if Darla said anything about Kenya, but I think she was looking at Blue playing with Kenya or something like that. She, right. had, she just had a look, you know. And right. I, I, I know that look, you know, like you shouldn't be playing with girl dolls, that that type of. Look. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was real subtle, but it was still something that kind of stuck out to me. So when they kind of dived in deep, because because another thing too, and I, I've said this um, during some of our uh, podcasts, that honestly, I really didn't want them to really touch on uh, any type of drama, you know, or confusion surrounding Blue and his and his and his doll Kenya. You know, I felt mm-hmm. like you know. I, I really appreciated the fact that, you know, throughout the entire first season and the majority of this season, it wasn't really an issue, you know? Right. Because it shouldn't right. be an issue. <laughs> it really shouldn't, right. you know? Uh, right. But they, they went there in this episode. And I, I, I tell you, like, I was sitting there the entire time, like, just completely tensed because I was like, oh, my God, like, please don't. Like, don't turn this into Please a don't. Please don't do what I think you about. Right? <laughs> and then it kind of happened. It, it, it definitely kind of happened. And I didn't know. Like, again, I was sitting there. I, I didn't know what direction we were going to try to go into with it. Because I will say another thing, too, real quick, just to kind of lighten mm. things up a little bit. When, uh, I guess, Ralph, well, no, when Darla came back home and she noticed uh, Blue, like, tearing up the whole damn house looking for that doll. Right. That was a moment where I was like, now, I love Blue. Okay, but you ain't about to tear up 
Right. Nobody's house over But baby, you can't. But baby, now you can't up the house. Right. And that boy was knocking over everything, kicking out. I'm like, uh uh-uh, now. Nah. Okay. That ain't cute anymore. But um, I'm not doing well. Because <laughs> he was going off. He was going off. But, oh. but yeah, like it, it was just, it was, it was, it was really difficult to like really watch because you know, like I've been there and I've talked about this. Like you know, like mm-hmm. I, I've been blue. You know what I'm saying? I've been that young boy who didn't really who wasn't concerned about you know uh uh you know worrying about like being hyper masculine and feeling like i had to fit into certain gender roles you know because i was a kid and i I wanted just to have fun you know i I wasn't worried about trying to perform for other people i just wanted to be a child and i've been through those same situations i had a little uh barbie doll that i used to hide away from my dad and i loved that doll he found out that i had it and he went off to my mom it was a whole ordeal and it was traumatizing in a lot of ways and i mean Mm -hmm. i know i'm not the only little boy you know who if it's not a barbie doll who maybe you know felt more comfortable playing with the little girls on a playground or whatever or whatever it may you know may be or whatever and and the thing of it is that i felt like with queen sugar why this show is so important i think why the depiction between ralph angel and blue and the whole thing with kenya has been, I think, really revolutionary a lot of in a lot of ways. It's just because it shows that you know not only can you know a little boy still be you know a beautiful young child and 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 still have this attachment to a Barbie doll or whatever it may be, but also his father can still love him, you know, yep. and not judge him, right. you know, right. and not you know try to break him away from being who he is, you know? And I think that's really important. And that's what I was really concerned about because for them to kind of enter that territory with now Darl having a problem with him having this now, I was mm-hmm. I was concerned that they would kind of break, you know, that component in this show. Um, but yeah, but I'm, you know. I will be honest with you. Yeah. When Darla came in the house and Blue was tearing the house up and and Ralph Angel said he can't find Darla, and I, I just I refuse to believe that she took that down. Yeah. I said that the that the people break into the house and steal the house. Was it a long right. time? Right. Was it those motherfuckers again? Right. <laughs> <laughs> steal the child now, make the child go crazy. <laughs> Right, it was like they, they halfway threatened the child in the in the episode. Did they yeah. actually go through and steal the child's dog? Good <laughs> God, these motherfuckers is evil. <laughs> so when she said, "I have to tell you something," and then I, so then my mind went to, "What well, did she take her to go get a fix? Did she take her out for a fight?" Man, <laughs> <laughs> what I, I mean. How, how you gonna explain this? And then she said, "Oh no, I just threw her away." What you mean? Mm. I, I, yeah, the same reaction as Ralph Angel. You just looking at her like, "What? <laughs> why would you do that?" <laughs> right. <laughs> why would you do that? Like, right. You do that. Mm. And she did this whole thing like, "Uh, uh, uh." He's like, "Where did you throw her away? <laughs> like, where?" Right, he was like, "Girl, I I can't with you right now. Just right. Where, where did you where did you throw the dial at?" <laughs> and that's a, let me tell you something. That's a good daddy who will go through that garbage without gloves. 
Baby. Mm. Hey, put, hey, put a glove on. This shit is disgusting. But I got to keep searching. But I got to find this dog. Because <laughs> we was about to fuck some shit up for real. Like, I was sitting there the whole entire time like, are they going to try to calm that child down? Because in a minute, he about to start like, I don't know. It's <laughs> so I want to back up a little bit on Darla because this was a very Darla-centric episode. Yeah, I want to back up on Darla a little bit um, and talk about her visit to Charlie mm. because now again we we are as I've said before we're we're getting the expanded borderlands now. We've got the the first we got the three in the first season and now we're getting the people that are in their lives we're getting a little more information piece by piece by piece so um yeah darla comes from some people mm, right yeah right she's had some advantages in her life she yeah. comes from some folks and it dawned upon me i now understand it's it's, it's kind of creepy but bear with me um, Darla is Charlie who took a left turn instead of a right turn. Mm, I can see that. Which I see that. Angel is in love with his sister. Oh, no, nah, I'm not gonna go there. Well, I don't mean I don't mean it in the cre- I don't mean it in the creepy sense. Like he's you know <laughs> trying to have Charlie. I don't mean it like that. But, I, but what I mean is they, those two characters at their core seem to be very similar. Mm. Yeah. They seem to have come from the same place, right? Mm. And, you know, just looking at the two of them, because I, I don't recall this is the first time I've ever seen just the two of them in a scene together. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When Darla goes to her to ask her about the um, to ask her about the resume, and then you find out that Darla actually had all of these step ups in life, right? Which is the same thing Charlie had because she didn't grow up with them, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's become very clear that Charlie had all these step ups in life, and so I think they, you know, they are kind of the same person. And one went left, and one went right. And you, you can tell definitely, you know, um, with, I'm assuming, the writing team of Queen Sugar, um, that they are kind of building on that parallel, you know? Yeah. They're hinted to it in a lot of ways, especially in this episode. And I guess when we get to the, the final uh, little piece of this episode, you know, we, we really see where this whole Charlie um, and uh, Darla dynamic uh, will go next. But right. yeah, I, I totally agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. Was anybody surprised by the job offer at the end? No, I can't say that I was. Okay. I wasn't surprised so much so that I was just like more so in a oh shit. <laughs> like this is not gonna end well. Yeah. Oh, you know, time mindset. Ralph Angel looks. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I really, again, I, you know, I got to kind of give credit, you know, to the to the writing team, the credit team behind this show, because, you know, again, kind of going into the season, I would have never predicted that. Like, right. Charlie and Darla teaming up, you know, like, uh, what? Because 
remember, like in season one, or at least around the end of season one, Darla was the one kind of hyping up Ralph. Like, hey, you don't got to, you don't even worry about Charlie. You know, she had now motherfucking factor. You your own man. You know what I'm saying? And now she's gonna be working for Charlie. You know what I'm saying? Right. And still, even though you know, I think Ralph so I, and Charlie. Go ahead. So I'm wondering if maybe Charlie sees the same thing that I see. That there's a little bit of uh, of, of Charlie and Darla. What? Well, we haven't have we? No, mm. we haven't went into the the, the Charlie segment. That's no, <laughs> so no, that, 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 And before we go into the Charlie segment, I want to point out one more thing: the truth and the light. And thank you, Oprah. Thank you, Ava. Thank you, Queen Sugar. Thank you for all of the LGBT gods in the universe. Speak on it. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris, because I know, again, it's like in the room. You know, I mean, it, it, I don't think it was just me, because this, this is the thing, though, because I, I didn't get a chance to watch the show live. I actually just caught it um, earlier today. Um, and the thing with it is, I saw an article um, or a little video feature discussing the fact that Queen Sugar introduced this uh, trans, this black trans man um, as a character. Um, and also, he was someone who was going to be kind of connected to Ralph Angel's storyline. So, you know, I was like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. What, 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 what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, again, like, that's something I definitely wanted to see for myself. So, uh, you know, while watching the episode and when he got to the whole, uh, I guess, introduction of this new character, and he's like basically a, uh, a police officer, um, someone who I'm assuming uh, was an officer uh, with Ralph Angel when he was locked up. Mm -hmm. um, and they kind of built a bond or a connection. And it, and it also seemed that him and Ralph met. Well, they knew each other from school, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, they knew each other from high yeah. school. And Ralph was friends uh, with this character before he transitioned or physically transitioned. Yeah, um, man. And the thing of it is, and this actually brought a lot of depth to Ralph Angel's character and a lot of insight on why he seems to be so open-minded in certain ways, is that, you know, um, he always accepted um, this, this, this guy uh, for who he was, you know, um, mm -hmm. even before he transitioned physically. Right. Um, so he always supported him and embraced him and never made him feel like he was you know, something was wrong with him or he was like other or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And I kind of carried on even after Ralph Angel got locked up and he ran back into him again. And this is after he transitioned and he brought, brought up a moment where he was like, you know, when I saw you again, I thought you were going to, you know, out me, you know, right. and all you did is say, hey, what up? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you didn't make it into a situation. You, you still treated me as, as a person, you know, you didn't, you know, um, I don't know, you didn't alienate me or, or you know, like it, and I think what's so important about this is that for one, I think when we talk about the visibility of like media, like trans men, trans women, um, there's one, a huge, well, I'm gonna say just a huge, there is very little visibility, there's very little representation when it comes to trans mm -hmm. characters on television, especially in, like, shows revolving around, like, black narratives and things like that. Yep. And the fact that this trans man on the show is actually played by a trans man, you know? Mm. Not like 
uh, you know, I guess you could say like a, a cis male actor or whatever, but this is a, a trans man playing a trans man. Um, it's, it's to me, it was just so powerful on so many different levels, you know, um, in terms of kind of like showing just a deeper look into Ralph Angel, you know, yeah. uh, his mindset, but also just showing that like you can, again, have trans characters in television shows that actually are played by trans actors. Yep, and it can be done in a way where they're not being sensationalized, where they're not being exploited. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was just so well done. You know, so that that had me just once. I mean, at this point, like <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to say about Queen Sugar anymore because <laughs> like it's, it's your everything. It's my everything. Right. Like, I mean, just keep on. You know, figuring out new ways to just blow my mind. It's 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 just ah yeah yeah. Yeah, it was that moment was everything. It, it yeah. just <laughs> I, I just don't even know how else to say it because it was totally, totally unexpected. And you know, we understood, and again, we understood Ralph Angel's openness in how he dealt with Blue and and his connection to Kenya and all that. So we knew that that part of him was there, but to see it really unfold. They really see it exposed to us this way with just like right. wow right. <laughs> you just you just if, if if you didn't love him then you definitely oh, no. love him now oh, no, <laughs> yeah no. No, no. you know and, and the thing of it is and again I, I i'm really hoping i mean i hope like you know all different demographics of people are watching this show um mm-hmm. But I, but I really hope, because this is the thing, and I saw an article, and I don't want to go too far off topic, but I saw an article earlier this week uh, uh, from a uh, publication or from a uh, website called Very Smart Bros. They were talking about, you know, there is this, I guess you could say, um, assumption that pretty much every, like, masculine, straight, black man is homophobic. And mm. if they find out you're anything but straight, they will destroy you, you know? Um, there's, like, the stigma and there's this mindset revolving around that. But the article basically told the story of this you know, this young gay man um, who worked with this huge, like, I guess, like, one of my cousins, another seven-foot <laughs> black man or whatever, uh, who he was terrified of. He was even more so concerned about him finding out that, that you know, this person who was writing this article was actually gay. But the thing with this, he was like, he was the first person um, mm. who not only embraced him, you know, fully, you know, in regards to his sexuality, but encouraged him to be himself. You know what I'm saying? And I think a character like Ralph Angel does a lot in kind of breaking the stereotypes and the stigma surrounding every black straight man being basically homophobic. Or trans, right. you know what I'm saying? Because that's mm-hmm. not the case. You know what I'm saying? That's really not the case. Um, and I hope that when people watch this show, they can look at this character, Ralph Angel, and realize that you know, not saying that you know, again, homophobia doesn't exist in our community and it's not an issue or it's not a problem, but to realize that every straight black man, you know, or every man who has to say a gay friend or a trans friend or whatever. It doesn't mean that, you know, that has anything to do with their sexual identity. It doesn't have anything to do with them respecting, you know, someone 
of a different sexual identity, gender identity, and respecting them as, as a human being. Like, I think this show is helping, hopefully is helping to kind of change um, the misconceptions, you know, that surrounds how black men and really how the black community deals with things like sexual identity and gender identity and just, you know, and, and, and just allowing people to just be, you know, and I feel like Ralph Angel's mm-hmm. character is really doing an incredible job in displaying that, you know, like breaking those stereotypes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to make sure to give us ample time for that. Before I moved to Charlie and Micah and Davis and Judith. Hey, Judith. How you doing, girl? (laughs) So, Charlie has decided, and that's something we spoke in the last episode. Charlie has decided that she is not equipped to handle Micah and his issues what they might be and so she needs to uh take him to therapy which i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you i think therapy is a wonderful thing i think everybody should do it i've done it it was beautiful it helped me so much and nobody died all right Uh um i think there's a stigma especially amongst our community on therapy but i think you know i'm i'm good with it um, but you need to check with people before to make sure they're in the right place for it. And I feel that Charlie didn't do that. Mm-mm. I feel that once again, Charlie made a decision without talking to Micah first, because she seems to do that a lot mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, we're we, we, we going to do this. And then so he didn't show up. Um. But I thought was what was what was even better in that situation was when the doctor said, "Well, you know what? It's okay. It'll give us a chance to speak one on one." As I do so often with many of my, you know, with many of the parents of my patients that I see, you know. So so let's wrap. Oh, girl, I ain't got to talk to you. I'm fine. Thank you. Right. Right. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> I don't got no problem. <laughs> what you trying to say? <laughs> right. Uh, girl, wait a minute. Right. Are you talking to me? No. <laughs> and I love this doctor. I hope we get to see her again. Yeah. Because yeah. she pulled, she really did pull Charlie's whole card. Real quick. Oh. Whole card. <laughs> <laughs> She tried to. De- she tried desperately to deflect that she was. She did. Mm-hmm. Charlie stood in the middle of the room with her magic, with her magic bracelets, and tried to deflect each and every therapy bullet that came her way. But she proved today that she is no Amazon because that shit square in the in the chest. But you know what? Right. Once again, once again, like because the the, the the whole segment went into um basically therapist you know or charlie bringing up you know how her mother basically treated her the expectations of her mother Mm -hmm. and it just brought me back to like when are we going to see charlie's fucking mama like when when is that going to happen when are we going to see like who is this queen Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't say queen bitch But who this woman is? Because I mean, like, right. clearly she had a huge influence on Charlie. Clearly, without a doubt. Right. 
Um, and I'm just really curious. I'm really curious about who they're going to cast to play as a mom. Like that's what I really want to see. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I haven't heard anything yet about the casting of the mother, but mm-hmm. I am. I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm ready for her. Yeah, I'm ready for her. I'm She's gonna be a piece of work. <laughs> like y'all think Charlie something else? Wait till the mom right. come in. Ooh, ooh. You gonna so I, I can see her mother walking into the room, you know, at uh, Aunt Vi's house, and everybody just walking out, <laughs> like, <laughs> like simultaneously <laughs> getting up at the table, like you know what we are, you know. I want to see her because I need to know who I need to know how she lowered herself oh. to be with Daddy. Mm. Too many cocktails? I don't know. I. Right. I mean, how did she? Mm, right. How did she end up with it? Hey, low key though. How did that happen? Because I'm about to say, Ralph Andrews got his good looks for somebody. Okay. And I'm thinking probably, you know, I don't know when, you know, well, you know, I, I'm assuming it's been quite a while, but when uh, <clears throat> Daddy Borderline, you know, was in his his heyday or whatever, you know, he was probably serving you like Ralph Andrew realness. You know, oh, I believe it. Oh, no, 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 I believe it because, I mean, even as an older gentleman, Glenn Turman yeah. can get it. So, you know. Give <laughs> <laughs> my wrong key. I'll be the <laughs> right. So, so you know when he when he was younger, it was like on and popping. Because yeah. I mean, really, I, I don't know. go ahead. I mean, just from I mean, first because first of all, he cheated on his wife. Because mm. Charlie falls in the middle. She's younger than Noah, right. but older than Angel. Older than right. So there was some cheating going on in there. Right. So that that's clearly a story that that has to be told. Right. That needs so to be I, like a full episode of this, uh, the backstory. That needs to be all <laughs> with some flashbacks. Oh Lord! Urban Overtainer. Because I'm pretty sure Avi, even back then, she was probably talking to uh, Ralph Angel's daddy, just like she talks to Ralph Angel. Like you, don't, you don't want to do that. Like what are you doing? Like stop. You don't want none of that. So yeah, I am very much looking forward to meeting um, Charlie's mother. Um, I did enjoy I did enjoy watching Micah at the Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Yes, as did I. Um, I think one of the problems when 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 Davis came to pick him up. Um, I'm trying to look on Nova's face. Yeah. Well, yes, there's that because they because because Nova really did not have any time for him. No. Oh, no. I still yeah. have <laughs> in front of me, mm. sir. You are a stranger to me. Do I know you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the look I was referring to. And this is something that I think they haven't fully gone into yet. Is the look that Micah has on his face when Davis, when he and Davis are walking away and walking towards the crowd, and Davis has to do the whole glad handing, handshaking, mm-hmm. uh, uh, selfie taking thing. Yes. Because um, 
uh, I thought you were here from it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Yeah. And, and what's so, I don't know. I don't want to say it's upsetting, but. Oh, go ahead. It might be. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, cause I, guess, I guess I look at it like, you know, um, you know, clearly Micah is a child still who's dealing with some dynamics between his parents um, that he shouldn't have to really deal with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's dealing with his own personal problems, but he realizes that, you know, when he goes to his mom, his mom is so obsessed with winning all the time that even when she tries to console him, when she tries to be supportive, she's still not really there because she's it's concerned a comp- about her. It's a competition. It's a competition. Right. And, and in I- James, is the same way. It's like, you come through you know, and you might have good intentions, but your actions speak otherwise. Because to be totally honest, especially in uh, David was fully aware that you know, like his son is hurt, like he's very aware of that. And yeah. I mean, I know we all kind of you know get caught up and stuff, but it's like I would have been like you know, if, if, if you know, if there were people trying to take pictures, I'm like, hey, you know, I'm with my son right now. We got to do. What we got to right. go. And it's like. The fact that he still, in some ways, and it seems at least that he puts his his reputation as this NBA star, you know, above or ahead of his son, and his son recognizes that, you know, once again, it just it just I, I feel like Micah just feels like really he doesn't have anyone, at least when it comes to his parents, he can't really open up to them. That's why he keeps going to Nova. You know, yeah, what I'm right. Saying? Exactly. Because exactly. sees him. She doesn't just look look. She doesn't just look at him as collateral. Because I feel like that's how Charlie and Davis kind of uh, uh, approach uh, Micah, as if he's like some kind of I don't know, like this 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 little gem that you know they have to hold on to or whatever. But Nova sees Micah as a young man trying to find himself. You know, and right. she's very sincere about that. You know. Yeah, I love their relationship. Mm-hmm. I love their relationship, and it, and it's clear, it's interesting because Micah and Ralph Angel had that conversation last week, where Ralph Angel says, "You know, I saw you when you were born, but I never made my way out to California, and your mom mm-hmm. didn't really bring you here much, so we don't have a relationship, right? You know." Yeah. But we can have one now because I think you know because you are my family, and I think of you more like a little brother. Than a nephew, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, but it, but it's very clear in the relationship between Nova and Micah that they have seen each other, that she has gone right. out to California, that he has spent time, you know, mm-hmm. spent time with her, mm-hmm. right? You know that that's Auntie right there, <laughs> and if nobody else got my back, she got my back, right? Right, definitely. Um. So Davis meets Tiffany. I'm sorry, Judith. 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 The the singer. (laughs) Judith was kind of hot, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Judith has got my room key, too. But I'm like, where did she come from? (laughs) Has she she been in your episode? Nope. (laughs) Come on, lady, that. Well, yeah, that's Judith. She's a singer. But I thought they were going to fuck right there on the lawn. (laughs) Right. Because I'm like, Wow. Look at how any hard her clothes gonna fall off. <laughs> right, just go burn right up. Oh <laughs> Lord, yeah. Who is this girl? So I, think, <laughs> yeah, I think we will be seeing more of Judah, and I'm okay with that. I'm glad Davis has found him another black girl. 
Um, Charlie ain't gonna be happy about that shit. I'm sure. Oh, not at all. <laughs> this not at all. <laughs> and I can hear it now. Don't be bringing that car around my child. Yeah, exactly. Because my car is a fan of her shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And last, I want to talk about Davis. Because again, as I said, this season seems to be the expansion of the satellites of the Borderlands. So we get a little more Davis um, backstory in this episode. And I still don't like him. <laughs> but, but my hate level for him... His fuckboyry level went from like a ten to a nine point three. Okay. <laughs> Progress. Yeah, you know, slow, slowly but steady. But you know, but twenty twenty four, he'll be at a five. Um, but I did appreciate him taking Micah out playing basketball with him and getting Micah to open up. Mm-hmm. Um. You know about doing because he did his job. He's this is this is your son. You're his dad. He's having an issue, right? You know, and I and I remember Chris saying earlier, a few few episodes ago. You know, we don't know what happened in those hours between. Right. So I'm glad we found out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he uh, and he gave him some real cool, you know, black. You know, daddy support, and I was, I was really, I was really feeling that. Yeah, yeah. Still a fuckboy at the end of the day, but uh, 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 yeah, from the end to a nine point three, <laughs> nine point three. <Right. laughs> slow, slow glacial melting. Mm-hmm. I, I was about to say, Davis had a scene though. You know, when he was in a robe, you know, shirtless once again. You know, that might get, you know, slightly. He'd still be a fuckboy, but he's a pretty fuckboy. He is a pretty fuckboy. Yes, Lord. He really is. I can't take that away from him. And you know, in the opening opening of the show, I thought... Say it! Say it! Say it! Go ahead. The opening of the show, when they were panning in Angel (laughs) at the sink, <laughs> it's only, it's only a first. Right. I like, right. I was like, turn around. Turn around. <laughs> Wait, what's happening here? Is there there's a child in the house? No. I felt the same way. And oh then my God. one of them overall suits. Yeah, right. yeah. And I was a little angry. <laughs> <laughs> right, this motherfucker in a row. All right, cooking breakfast. Okay, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy the eggs if you scramble them. All right. <laughs> Tonight, we get to what I consider our A story, mm. which uh, <laughs> the claiming of Nova Borderline. By Dr. Robert Dubois. Mm-hmm. And his fine ass. Up. Yeah, he, he fine too. Yeah. Before we get to Robert Dubois to find stuff, because that's going to be 10 minutes right now. Oh. I'm going to discuss the, the, the middle of their first date, 
when they're taking a tour through the fifth ward mm. and they come across the sign the sign and I was like wow I never thought about that I guess people would take tours of that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's funny because it, it made me think it made me think about the um, the township tour that my husband and I took when we were in South Africa that's that's what it made me think of mm-hmm. uh, be- because it's weird because as as you know because we were we were there to see Caucasian people take the tour and we were also there to see other African American people take the take the tour and they were totally and they were very and as you would suspect there were two very different reactions different reactions to that experience because for my husband and I it was very sobering it was like you know I can go back to Chicago to Chicago Illinois and the US of A and never ever ever in life complain about how hard my life is ever again mm-hmm. because I clearly have no right to complain about where my life is mm. and and thinking about how those white folks must have ingested that experience it it, it was like part of it was like yeah you know they're you know the people who are giving the tours are obviously able to make a living and that kind of thing but at the same time it was just like ugh, i don't know how to feel about you know having these people's lives on display like this yeah. mm-hmm. so it was it was hard it was it was a hard thing to reconcile because what we did was we even stepped outside the tour and kind of like had dinner with one of the families you know of the uh, of our actual tour guide he was like well you know i gotta stop and, and see my family he's like well no what can we meet your family you know, and they invited us in, and we sat down, and what little food they had, they shared with us, and, you know, so it was a whole... And you got to eat, a, because it'd be disrespectful right. not to. It, right, it, exactly, and there was no way we could not eat, you know, and it was, it, so it was a whole, it was a whole separate experience, a whole add, add-on to that experience that a lot of people would not have gotten. Uh, so yeah, when they had that whole thing going on, I was like, "Ooh, yeah. wow, yeah, yeah." I could see her that that's that's just not cute. Because I, I think anytime I, I, you know, I see anyone, but especially when it comes to like you know white folks um, or anyone who I think benefits from like white privilege, like kind of observing and analyzing and. And, and, and to some degree, I don't want to say they look at these type of tours as like entertainment, you know, hopefully they learn mm-hmm. something from them. But even still, it I guess what bothers me about it is that, you know, what what's happening now, currently right now, when we when we talk about, you know, extreme poverty, you know, globally, you know, or just here in the United States, when we talk about police brutality, you know, when we talk about racism and discrimination, um, these things are taking place currently right now. And mm-hmm. my whole thing is just that collectively as a people, what are we doing? But especially people within power, you know, right. what are exactly. they doing to, to actually yeah. prevent this from happening again right. instead of just 
observing and watching from afar, you know? And that's right. the thing, because, you know, I mean, we act like, you know, Hurricane Katrina was like 100 years ago, you know? It, it wasn't, like, it hasn't even been, what, has it been a full decade since Hurricane Katrina? Right, because, I mean, you know, cause the reality... Because the reality is that if if you're if you're in, if you're in a position where you have resources to take this quote unquote tour, then right. you're in a position to really to actually do something significant. Exactly. Exactly. And you're exactly. and you're not taking advantage of that opportunity. That's right. that's what would bother. That's what would bother me about that kind of situation. Right. Because right. you know, yeah, we don't. Yeah, you might contribute to the economy mm-hmm. on some level, mm-hmm. but that's. I mean. Why not have, take that opportunity to really do something? Right. That's going mean, to have a greater impact. I mean, we, we, we kind of, the episode kind of, you know, why not say the episode began, but, you know, when, when Nova appeared in this episode with Micah, it was during the whole, you know, Habitat for Humanity. Right. A work that right. they were doing. And that was kind of like, mm-hmm. to me, in a way, kind of showing, like, how you can be involved in creating change. You know, how you can not only learn about, you know, what's going on, but you could be a part in improving the situation or finding a solution. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. And I'm not, you know, I'm not knocking like, you know, people, you know, cause, cause I feel like, you know, there's been several times like here in the city of Detroit, you know, we're going through this whole quote unquote rebirth, revitalization, revitalization of the city or whatever. Um, and you have a lot of people kind of coming in and, you know, now they're all, they're excited to see this new development happening in the city, even though there's a large, portion of, of Detroit that is still suffering, that is still mm-hmm. suffering through extreme poverty, with school closures, all of that. Um, and like I said, again, like I'm not so much upset of, of, of upset with people coming in and kind of gaining a knowledge, but it's like, what do you do with that knowledge? What are you doing with right. that? Yeah, exactly. and, 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 you, and, and yeah, people are going to New Orleans and everything, but going to the French Quarter and stuff is not necessarily helping right. those outlying areas. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, I felt that was again because we talked about the blackness of the show. That was very necessary in pointing out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to get on to uh, Nova and her all-day date <laughs> with okay. Doctor Robert Dubois. Mm. He's fine. He is fine. He is. Fine. Think there you were going to say something about Robert Dubois? Yes, I, I, you know, I have this thing with faces, and it took me a minute to figure out where I had seen that face because it wasn't as mature, but it was definitely fine. Uh, did anybody watch All My Children? It's been a while. I did many, many moons ago. Jesse, (laughs) Jesse, and Frank, Jesse and um, Angie had a son, Frankie. The character of Frankie moved over to loving as as an adult, Mm. and as an adult, or rather, or or rather, uh, you know, late teens, early twenties, was played by this same actor. Mm. Oh. So that's that's where I had seen him. He was he was uh, an older, more mature Frank Hubbard. I was hoping it was like an Onyx party or. Oh no! I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you know I would I wouldn't have had on to that this long. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, ooh, 
Like, Ooh, child, I got some. I got some. Hey! <laughs> oh, he loves him some Nova, though. I tell you, he, he, he loves that girl. He stalked her. Oh my god! <laughs> stalked her, but in a good way. Yeah. I'm about to say in a hot way. Yeah. In a hot way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't go to her trash or anything. He just, you know, he 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 read up on her. You're somebody, and I need to know who that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm building a picture here. So I love the fact that when he told her that he was interested in her, he was fully prepared for who Nova was. That's it. Yeah. And That's what the action might be. Yeah, that's it. Yep. It's like trying to pet a deer. Okay, I'm going to tell her how I feel. She's going to get and run, but I have to stay in fur. Right. So I was going to say, how many episodes do you think it's going to take for them to actually, you know, bang it out, you know? Two. Two, two more? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it would, I think it would do that because this, has the potential and possibility of being an actual relationship. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, Even though we were rooting for the, uh, who was the barbershop dude who was in episode, I think it was episode oh, two. Yeah. 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 yeah like, that would go somewhere. But yeah, but that was for him than her. Yeah. yeah. Because she had already slept with him. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. She was done with him. You know, she, she had slept with the cop. And you know, then when when that went south, and what's her name went south? I can't mm-hmm. think of what about. I, I, I forgot her name. I mean, yeah. she, we didn't we didn't need to retain it because she wasn't sticking around. Um, it just became a series of people that woke up in her bed the next day. Mm-hmm. So I think that there will be a minute before she and and the good doctor mm-hmm. play. Doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, I am too. Because he, because, because the thing that's going to scare the shit out of her is that she's not going to be able to play him like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He is, he is, he is not, he is not here for none of that. He, sees, he, he sees her. Yes, that's it. He sees her. I have and studied. She's not going to know what to do with that. I've studied you. I have seen all your tricks. Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to do next. Because I was about to say, like you could, you could make love to someone physically, but when you can make love to their mind... Mm. Right. Mm. That That's is a whole that. different level. Yeah. That's a whole nother level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because that's, that's what he did. He dick slapped her with his intellect. Go ahead. I mean, I want to say real quick. So there was a there was a scene um, because I guess uh, you know the good doctor actually you know played ball with Davis once upon a time, mm-hmm. college yeah. or whatever. You know, and Nova's like, oh, so you been hiding this away from me? When were you going to tell me this or whatever? He's like, you know, I'm going I'm going to tell you everything. Don't worry about yeah. it. You know, I'm going to let you know I'm everything. Fold right. like a. And- fly- <laughs> and that was another. That was one of those moments, kind of like going from Legionnaire said, where you know he kind of like. Dick slapped her a little bit because <laughs> she like she walked right off like she caught it for a second and she just mm-hmm. kind of like dipped off real quick you know out of embarrassment or whatever you know what I'm saying but mm-hmm. uh oh yeah oh yeah yeah this this is gonna be good 
And though I did want her to go out to dinner with him, and I think she could have explained better why she didn't, I was very happy to see her go to her sister's aid. My sister is clearly going through something. Let me go mm. I'll see what's happening. Yeah, that was And awesome. cleanse her house. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Once again, yeah. like, Nova, like, I mean, I don't want to say I have a favorite character on the show because, like, really, each character shines in some type of way from episode to episode to episode. Um, but God knows, like, Nova and just her her energy, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, when she's in the zone, when mm-hmm. she's, like, kind of connecting with you on a, like, almost on a spiritual level, it's just like, wow. And, like, she's the same actress that was from True Blood, right? Who played as, um... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cousin, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. Lockett's cousin, yeah. It was yeah. his sister or was his cousin? That, that was his sister, I believe. Oh, cousin. Okay. Um, and then, and, and, and their talk, which led to... Nova meeting the doctor the next day for coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coffee and Felix. Coffee and Felix. So, yes, Nova. Nova Dubois <laughs> has a nice freak to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she tried to play. Oh, and I loved it when he, when when he was talking about her writing, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, he's gonna make her head sweat. gonna make her head swell." I was like, "What's wrong with that?" I was <laughs> like, "Oh, yes." Mm. I just, mm. I mean, I don't want to, you know, make assumptions, but something tells me um, the good doctor in the bedroom, like, is 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 something. something <laughs> he's, probably done his homework. he's probably done his homework. He's probably uh, asked around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's on it. He's on it. Yeah. Yes. And, and because he's a giver, he's not selfish. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and with that, we're going to move to our most valuable player award. We all know how this goes. Which character impressed you the most and why? The rules are simple. State which character impressed you throughout this episode and why they did so. If someone has already mentioned the character that you were going to choose, you must select a different one. I flipped a coin before we started this evening. (laughs) And Legionnaire gets to go first. Who is your favorite character? Who is your MVP for this episode? And why? God, it's just so many. I yeah. mm. You know what though? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Hollywood because of how he stood by and supported his woman mm-hmm. when she was down. When she was down and out, he was not gonna let her lay there in that space. Mm. He did not. He is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Good. What did you say earlier, Derek? You know, you know, you got a good partner. When you come home, you like the world hurt me. The world hurt my feelings. Yeah. Or where yeah. I hurt my feelings. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Chris and Pexon, who are you giving your MVP trophy to this week? Do this not be mine. Oh, it's Go too ahead. late. It's too late. It's too late, Derek. 
So I'm so sorry. I mean, you know, this is an easy pick for me this week. It's Ralph Angel. It's no question. Mm. I don't know if he was your pick or not, but hey, <laughs> you're gonna have to deal because uh, I mean, he really went there. I mean, we saw. Oh my God! Like we saw Ralph go above and beyond, and not only being an incredible father, but just an incredible man, an incredible person. You know, like it's. It's almost kind of sickening, like, how much I adore his character. You know what I'm saying? Like, how much I'm just, like, completely infatuated with his commitment, you know, and being him, you know, in the best way possible, you know? Because uh, everything from him going literally bare hands in a garbage dumpster to find Kenya, you know what I'm saying? To the conversation he had with his good friend, you know, and accepting him in every single way. You know, it's still coming back home and be like, you know what, Darla, I still got you. You know, it's all mm-hmm. like, how can you dislike him? Like, I'm kind of nervous now because I just feel like <laughs> it's like, hey, you, 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 you wait for the shoot to drop. Yeah, right, right. It's like, what's, 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 what's going to happen to him, Lord? I can't. I'm, 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 I'm telling you what that other shoe is. Yeah, I, the oh, convenience shit. store is coming back. I know that. Because it was, like you said again, I, I, I had to think back on the whole convenience store scene, and it was so sudden, but you know it's going to have mm-hmm. a lingering effect. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, when that happens, I don't know. Like, I might have to just dip out on this podcast for a minute just to recover, because uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to deal. But yeah, Ralph Angel is my MVP this week. Okay. Well, you did not pick mine. Oh, Okay. <sighs> My MVP for this week is Kenya. Please call one eight hundred Barbie one. We look for Kenya. Kenya, you are sorely missed. We gonna find you, baby. We gonna find you. We know you are somewhere. When uh, Darla got that new dial and try to rough it up. <laughs> Right. Because we never yeah. I don't, they didn't finish they didn't finish that. They didn't finish that story. They did not finish like, that. I need him to say, what the fuck is this? I'm like, right. right. I, I don't know her. I don't know her. Don't right. Because <laughs> I, I so need that moment. I need oh. that moment. Oh my goodness. Oh and parents do that shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. I need, I need, I need that expression on his face where he's like, "Who is, who is she?" Right. <laughs> she was scrubbing that down on the porch and shit. I'm like, "Oh, girl." <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to tell her too. Like, he gonna know. Sign off of her. Okay. But <laughs> you need to go bury her out in the yard for five years and then give her to her. That's about the only thing you gonna pass that thing off. Of you. Oh lord. Mm-hmm. Did you not hear him say she is my best friend? My best right. Friend. He was not playing around with that at all. Mm-mm. And I mean, we didn't really talk. She said because she tried to explain why she, you know, tossed the dialogue. She was like, you know, well, I thought Keen was just a replacement for me. I was in my dark moment, and Ralph was like, Nah, baby, nah. It's, it's right. And 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 at, and at one point, there probably could have been some truth to that, but yeah. time has gone by too much, it's so that that. Kenya is so much more, has become easily and quickly so much more than that. And even if that were just it, it's not, 
it's not something that you can just tear away from him because you're back. It just doesn't work that way. No. Because I believe he had Kenya while you was, you know, running around in the root cellar. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that was his protection. You have taken something away from him. That is... I, I just start thinking about it like, because we already got Mike out here all traumatized. Oh, oh. Now we're going to have Blue out here. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, I can't deal with it. All right. So move on to rating this puppy. How you going to rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 sugar cane? The point system is allowed that if you deem the episode more than 10, you may grant it the coveted Golden sugar cane. We will go in reverse order. So, Christopher Impact Sutton, you are first. I'm going with a solid nine. Um, I thought this was an incredible episode. Um, I, you know, again, I, I was in love with how Ralph Angel kind of handled the whole situation with Kenya and his friend and everything else. Um, so, yeah, I'm giving this episode a nine. Okay. Legion Bell. Um, I have to give it a 9.5 for many of the same reasons. I mean, the whole, that whole scene uh, with Antoine was out of the blue, but so welcome and handled so beautifully, Um, you know, and then the moments with with Vywood were wonderful as usual, Uh, even though I was mad as hell at Darla throwing away Kenya. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I could, I could really feel, I could really feel and understand the place she was coming from, even though she fucked up. I got where she was coming from, and you know, having Ralph Angel respond the way he did to that, even though he was mad, he was like, "Okay, girl, we're gonna work through this," but, but you, you, you stepped out, <laughs> you stepped um, wrong on this. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this was a really, really good episode. Um, I love the moments with uh, Davis and Micah, you know, where, you know, he's still a fuck boy, but he's, he is really making the effort to be a good father. You know, those moments were good. So yeah, I, this was a really good episode for me. Okay. Well, I am going to give it a solid 10. Ooh, all right. Um, for everything that everybody said, just and the fact that it was just this episode was just about love, like everybody was expressing love, and even in 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 Darla's kidnapping of Kenya, it was it was a horrible thing, but it was a love thing. Right, it was a selfish thing, but right. it was still about her love and and loving herself and. And, 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 you know, needing to be there for her child and everything. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, everything about this episode, Dre and um, Ralph Angel and Hollywood and, and Dr. Dubois and Nova going over there cleansing her sister's house and cleansing her spirit. Mm. And Charlie kind of, you know, Charlie going through a little bit of her journey and instead of pouncing on Michael when he finally came home, because you, cause you mm-hmm. saw when she wanted to, you know, she wanted to go there and she stopped mm-hmm. and she got way more with sugar than she got with vinegar. There you go. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm this this was this was a damn near perfect episode for me. I'm a, I'm gonna give this one a ten. All right, All we are right, we are we are late enough. We are late enough in the season. I can do that. And mm-hmm. with that, join us next time for a brand new installment of Queen Sugar's Court. Once again, here is our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Queen Sugar's Court and subscribe. Follow us on Tumblr, queensugarscourt.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish our listeners a good night. Mm, good night, good night, listeners. Thank you for being here as always. Uh, keep the colors in the line. I don't know. Mm, take right. flight. Take flight. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have seen Kenya, please call. Kenya, we are looking for you, and we will find you. Download new episodes of Queen Sugar's Court every Monday via iTunes and the Papi Radio Archive. Good night.